How is God our great reward? You know, our lives are often built around rewards. We work hard, we get a bonus, or perhaps the student is rewarded with good grades for studying hard. God makes an interesting promise to Abram in Genesis 15:1, telling him that he, God, is Abram's shield and his exceedingly great reward. Hi, I'm David Dennis with the Kansas Communities Ministry, and I know you're going to really appreciate today's third out of five episodes with Dr. Richard Spann. Dr. Spann shares with us today his reaction as he was told he had lost his job. I start, however, by reading this portion of Scripture. Genesis 15, verse 1 says, After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision saying, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. So what's the Lord been teaching you from from that? I think to back up about, let's see, this is 2020. To back up about 13 years, I received a letter from the people I was working with at that time, and they said, We're giving you a month's notice. Wow. and said, by the way, we had trouble getting the right address for you. So it's, so it's only three weeks' notice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I was really quite irritated. I, uh, I sat down and composed a letter to them and, um, and had it halfway through. And then I thought, well, I'm going to write some verses down. Lamentation 3.37, who is there speaks? It comes to pass unless God has commanded it. Uh, Romans 8, 28, all things work together for good to them that love God, to them are calling to his purpose. There are about five or six verses, but the key one that I focused on was Genesis 15, 1. Uh, Fear not, Abram, I'm your shield, your exceeding great reward. And someone said that uh, there are two things in life that we all require. One is security. One is significance. And uh, the Lord covers both of those in that verse. I am your shield. I'm your security. And he revealed to me, it doesn't matter whether you work, where you work. I'm your security. You don't need work. I'm your security. <laughs> and significance, it doesn't matter. You know, you're, not, you're no less significant because you've been fired. You've been let go without explanation. And uh, your significance doesn't depend on where you work, if you work, whether you work at all, where you live, where you go, what you know, what you have. I'm your significance. And I began to look at that uh, from many aspects. And uh, at first, I thought if he's my reward or my significance, I'm going to have a feeling uh, somewhere uh, similar to the combination of, of your team winning the Super Bowl and just having a bite of your mom's cherry pie, <laughs> uh, a great feeling. But it wasn't that. That, mm. that wasn't it. I uh, began to look at what it said about who God was. He's a fire. He's a consuming fire. He's a light. Uh, God is light. God is love. And so begin thinking that in terms of his fire destroying that which was not of him and purifying that which was of him, his light getting rid of all darkness, which is true, uh, his love. Uh, and again, in a sermon by Morgan, he pointed out that 
this love is characterized as joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Begin to understand that as joy being the consciousness of his love, peace, the confidence of his love, patience, the habit of his love, kindness, the activity of his love, goodness, the quality of his love, faithfulness, the quantity of his love, gentleness, the tone of his love, and self-control, the victory of his love. And I was very, very pleased with those aspects of understanding that really helped me. And I prayed about those and have since daily. Uh, and even wrote about them in one of the books and devotionals probably seven or eight years ago. In the last couple of years, however, I've come to understand that to have him as my reward if I stopped there, I would be maybe 180 degrees short <laughs> of what God really wanted to do. Mm. Because those those thoughts, and really wanted to give me in, in a sense of his reward. Because all those thoughts of love were focused on myself, my joy, the consciousness of his love, my patience, uh, the the confidence of his love. Whereas to really have him as our reward, uh, I must begin to experience not only his love in myself, but his love through me. And the Lord showed me this, and I'll just give you three examples, but there was an individual that was really irritated with me without cause. They, they, nothing I had to do, but they were irritated with me. They really spoke that they wanted to get back at me in some way. And I, I began to get a little irritated with them. <laughs> and, but the Lord seemed to impress on me the fact that, you know, he was my reward. And that the Lord himself has a lot of people who are irritated at him without cause. And the Lord said, you know, when they're irritated at me without cause, I love them anyway. Mm. I love them anyway. Mm. That's who I am. I love those who are irritated at me without cause. And that began to introduce a whole new aspect of experiencing, of learning to experience God as my reward. He is my reward, and increasingly, he is going to want to manifest love through me to those who are irritated with me. And not long after that, I had experience. I'd gone to a good bit of, of trouble to do something for a person, and, you know, they never noticed. And I wasn't really irritated, a little surprised, but almost immediately the Lord took that as an opportunity to say, uh, they never noticed, did they? And I, I thought, well, they didn't. And the Lord says, that's the same with me. Yeah. <laughs> he said, wow. I do things for people continually, day after day, and they never notice it's me. Mm. Never say thanks, never even notice thousands of things I do for people all day long. He says, but you know, I love them. I love them. Hmm. And uh, I, I would like for you to love them too, even though they don't notice. Hmm. And that has really helped me uh, with a situation that we've had that I've been kind of kind of stewing about for years. And I've, I've uh, the Lord helped me through that understanding to say, all right, I'm just going to cancel cancel everything that is owed on that account 
and uh, we're just going to love them and forget about it and go on. Mm. And it was really a blessing to really be able to freely to do that. Oh. And the third thing was uh, complaining. I ran across some that we would complain when everything had been done, everything had been done, everything was really totally in, under control. There was complaining. And again, the Lord showed me that people complain all the time to him, about him, about situations, and he loves them, and he loves them. So I think gradually I have uh, expanded my understanding over the years, uh, and I'm sure there's a long way to go because I think I'm just on the cusp of something <laughs> which is important here. And that is to really experience God's love, experience him as a reward when I can experience uh, his love the way he is loving to others. Now, I just feel like I'm on the cusp of this thing, and I know what he wants done. And I know now that this is part of uh, his reward to me is experiencing that. The trick is now to consistently avail myself of that and look to him for his love because my love won't fill the ticket. It's only his love that will. Mm. But I thank him for this experience. And this is an experience that a journey that he has brought about through getting fired. And uh, I've really been interested to observe over the years uh, some of the key things that the Lord has taught to me about himself were uh, times when I've been fired, when I've had a diagnosis of cancer, when I'm out of money, nowhere else to go uh, over the years since I've been young. But the Lord chooses those prime times that really began to reveal himself. And I'm thankful to him for that. Because had it not been for that, I would mold along, I'm afraid, in complacency and self-satisfaction, not really knowing really all that he had for me to learn about him. Hmm. That's great. I'm reminded of, uh, I think it's Hebrews 12, 3, for consider him, Jesus, who has endured such hostility by sinners against himself so that you may not grow weary and lose heart. And uh, he is our He is our example. And um, right. you've given great, great illustrations of that. In listening to you talk, I can hear people saying, well, I don't want to be a, a doormat. I don't want to just let people walk all over me. Um, you know, um, yes, I should respond appropriately, but I find it difficult to do that. Do you have any thoughts on on what you would say to someone um, who has that attitude? Uh, being a doormat is uh, defensive, or you're thinking of yourself as a doormat. I think that um, what Christ did was to not only... Uh, you know, let others assail him, but he did that for their own good, that he saw that which was needed to be done and, and helpful for them. Mm. So it's not just being a doormat, it's uh, welcoming them to your home and cleaning off the front porch and welcoming them inside. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, doing whatever is necessary 
uh, to achieve their eternal good in Christ. That's good. And there was, and I think that Christ would not only have willingly become a doormat, he had to turn the house upside down to welcome each one of us into his kingdom. Mm. Because I do not think he saw himself as a doormat. He, for the, uh, the verse right before the one you quoted, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. Mm. Uh, he did not look at himself. He did not visualize himself. He visualized the joy that was set before him. Uh, in Luke 14, it talks about counting the cost, but it's not us who are uh, counting the cost. It's Christ who has counted the cost. And he asks us not to count the cost at all. Mm. Uh, he has already counted the cost. He's, he's the builder. He is the king going out to war, not us. And so uh, he asks us to deny ourselves, take up our cross and follow him. Right. So I, I think it's, um, I think it's, it's, it's a positive aspect meant on the good of others. Uh, rather than thinking of how it affects us. Mm, That's good. God told Abram that he is Abram's shield and great reward. However, rather than considering this selfishly, we should understand that because he is our reward, we have our full significance and security in him. In addition, when people may be irritated at us or complaining or reject us, we need to remember that we do that to God as well many times every day. And how does he react? He loves us anyway. Because of that, we can love others if we keep our eyes on Jesus, remembering how he loved others despite their unlovableness. Be sure to check out the show notes today, which includes a free downloadable PDF of a summary of what Dr. Spann has said in today's podcast. It also has other helpful information. You won't want to miss our next episode when Dr. Spann talks about the risks and rewards of giving up control as he relates a very personal experience while in the hospital. Join us next time as we learn more about making disciples naturally. The views expressed on this podcast are those of the speakers and are not necessarily the views of the navigators, nor of the Kansas Communities Ministry. Thank you for listening.